You are listening to the Mentally Strong Choice Mapping Podcast. I am Dr. B, a doctoral prepared psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. However, my real expertise comes from having experienced unimaginable hardship. As a result, I created Choice Mapping, a cognitive behavioral approach. Listen and learn how Choice Mapping makes you mentally stronger. Today I'm going to be talking about how do you know if you have ADD or ADHD. I'm Dr. B, psychiatric nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. I created Choice Mapping for you, and I truly believe that Choice Mapping makes you mentally stronger. I release videos every Tuesday and Friday, so subscribe, ring that bell, get notified, share with your friends because we're on this journey together. We can be mentally strong, and each day we can choose to be mentally stronger. And when I present these topics, I try to really put a personal touch to it because I have struggled um, and I, I have been gifted with some insight and being able to help myself. Um, life has given me lots of difficulties and I have been able to continue to choose to be happy. So that's what this channel is about. But today we should be able to have a little bit of fun with this topic right? Um, how do you know if you have ADD or ADHD? Um, we've all had days, maybe weeks, maybe periods of our life where we feel like scatterbrained, like we, we can't pay attention. Um, maybe you've even thought about, do I have ADD? Um, so I'm going to go over the, the true diagnostic criteria about that, um, you know, very specifically. But the most important thing is that it needs to impede function, right? It, it needs to um, be holding you back from your full potential. That's the first criteria that I always tell people. The other thing that I want you to think about, uh, one of the criteria is there's, there needs to be evidence of inattention uh, prior to age 12. And this is super important because there are so many things that can cause you to not be able to pay attention. Maybe it's the expectations. Maybe um, you're doing too much. You're trying to accomplish too much or there's um, just too many things going on in your life that um, you are having trouble paying attention when when uh, you need to, right? So there can be like energy getting pulled away from uh, what we call the prefrontal cortex. So this is the area of the brain that is about impulse control, um, uh, attention, kind of that higher executive level of functioning, right? So the um, theory on ADD and ADHD is that that is not working properly, right? So. But so there's other reasons you could uh, be inattentive. Anxiety and depression can cause inattentiveness, okay? So make sure you kind of stop and think, um, you know, as far as, you know, do I have ADD or ADHD? Um, are there other things that could be causing me to not be able to pay attention? So if we look at the diagnostic criteria, it needs to impede function, there needs to be evidence before age 12, and that's because that's when the prefrontal cortex is, is developed or developing, right? So we know that the, those symptoms, even if you weren't diagnosed before age 12, there's evidence of it. Maybe you were in learning disabled classes, or maybe you never really learned to read well, um, or never could do reading comprehension because that causes, you know, um, that takes a lot of attention. The other important thing is that it's in at least two settings, 
Okay, so um, maybe it was just in school and it was, you know, specifically a learning disability. Um, so we, you know, there it needs to be in more than one setting. So even at home, you have, um, you or your child has trouble paying attention, right? That's what we mean by two settings. So it's not just in the academic setting. Um, and then making sure that there's nothing else going on. Depression, anxiety um, can definitely uh, make you feel like you can't pay attention. So the diagnostic criteria, those are the, the um, first things. And then you need to have five of these inattentive symptoms. So inattention, carelessness, uh, not being able to follow through, uh, avoiding things that are hard for you or things that um, you have to use attention to, to complete, easily distracted, or you get um, people complain that you're not listening, right? Maybe um, you're on to the next topic already in your mind. Those are uh, the symptoms of inattention, and you need to have five of those. You know, there's the ADD, attention deficit disorder, and then there's ADHD, which has the hyperactivity or and or impulsivity. And those things are fidgetiness, restlessness, um, unable to do activities that are um, quiet, even if it's leisurely, uh, toxic excessively interrupts, can't wait their turn. Um, and you see this in adults also, right? Um, there was you know, definitely a big push to identify and treat adult ADD or ADHD. Um, and so, you know, looking at it as an adult or if you're watching this video to kind of see, do you know, does my child have ADD or ADHD? So again, remembering that um, other things can cause these symptoms, but if you are experiencing these things, um, you know, go to the professional, get the official diagnosis. However, then it comes to the question, do we treat, do we not treat? Okay, and um, the, there's two schools of thoughts here. There's lots of different conflicting um, social information about it, not necessarily research. Uh, but I can tell you that if you truly have ADD or ADHD, if we don't treat it, you are not functioning to your full capacity. Okay, um, there's some research that says even um, 20 point, 20 IQ points lower if it's untreated. So it's super important if you're watching this video for your child, are they, you know, are we giving them the best opportunity? Um, you know, because like I said, they're, they are functioning lower than their peers that, that the prefrontal cortex is completely developed, right? Um, you know, there's lots of uh, social things about, you know, whether Ritalin, which is the um, first-line treatment for true AD, ADD, ADHD, if that's good for children. You know, is it good for adults? I have so many adults coming into my office. I think I have ADD. I want Ritalin. Well, as a prescriber, I, I like, hold my breath because, you know, um, you know, there's agencies that are watching how many controlled substances I prescribe as a prescriber. And, um, you know, we always worry about, you know, there is an addictive quality to some of these medications. And so am I uh, creating a different problem by prescribing this medication? So, you know, there's kind of this negative connotation around stimulant medication, right? So, there's really only two stimulant medications. There's the Ritalin-based and the Adderall-based. Um, they have several different brand names. Um, 
but those are the stimulant medications. We do have non-stimulant, non-controlled ways to treat ADD. Um, we can use Welbutrin, which is a, a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. We can use alpha adrenergic um, receptors, which inadvertently stimulate the prefrontal cortex. So there's other ways that we can do this, um, that we can treat this. So again, getting to uh, your professional prescriber to kind of talk about, should we treat this? Should we not treat this? Okay. Um, but again, if you have true ADD, ADHD, you are not functioning to your fullest capacity if you do not treat it. Then on the other school of thought is if you, if you use medication to be able to pay attention, then you're not exercising that area of your brain and it will never develop. Okay, so there is a little bit of truth to that also, and that's why when you're looking at treat versus not treat, I encourage you to balance that, okay? For kids, I say, during the academic school year, let's treat. Then in the summer, we come off the medication, not only to decrease tolerance and dependence, but also to give that brain a chance to learn to pay attention by, by itself, okay? And so, um, that's what my recommendation is around children. But what about adult ADD? And um, I often tell people, if you can take the weekends off, if you have times in your job where you really don't need to pay close attention, then don't take the medication during those times. Um, because we do need to exercise that area of our brain. But don't feel guilty or have these social pressures to not treat when you, we, when you truly have these symptoms because you can function better, you can do better, you can be more successful. Um, and then a lot of times what happens is when you can't do things, you avoid it, you're not following through, um, you're not able to progress at your job or your boss is not happy with your uh, performance, then you feel bad about yourself, right? So again, that balance of when to treat, when not to treat, uh, do I truly have ADD or do I need to talk to somebody uh, about anxiety or depression? There's um, concussions and also TBIs, neurological problems. There's lots of things that can um, make someone not be able to pay attention or have difficulty in paying attention. So getting a proper diagnosis, um, being willing to talk about non-stimulant ways to treat uh, ADD, ADHD, and, but if it comes to needing stimulant medication, do it on an as-needed basis and continue to make your brain mentally stronger, right? Learn to identify and organize and um, learn to, to pay attention even when you don't have your medication, right? But these are a lifetime process. And so, again, encouraging you to look at the whole picture for yourself and um, talk to a professional about that. So uh, what do you think of that? Give us some comments uh, down below and uh, share it with people. I, you know, I have a friend who, um, she talks about we need a support group for wives of ADD husbands. And, um, you know, so if you have someone in your life that you are pretty sure has ADD, ADHD, share, share this video. Share it with parents um, that they're struggling with, you know, their kid maybe not um, measuring up at school. And, you know, there may be some ADD, ADHD stuff going on. So uh, like, share, comment, kind of get to know us, subscribe, um, get on board with becoming mentally stronger because I, I believe that you are mentally strong. Thank you for listening. 
If you would like more information about choice mapping, visit our website, www.mentallystrong.com. And remember, choice mapping makes you mentally stronger.